Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, go. I will always have a life that will be part Bittersweet relationships and from my heart Imagine if you woke up and felt it's all a dream I feel that every day and turn my life into a movie screen But I would never trade it or think to let it go I want to show the world and give them all a chance to know Feeling deeper, feeling deeper I can only take you deeper Take a breath, feel the burn Life has its crazy cycles and that's the end of your turn Think about it. Um, 
I guess what you were saying, it's not a dichotomy that they are one and the same. Being insane and talking to divine sources, maybe, you know, it is both. It's insane and it's beautiful, you know. And I think that's a very important stone that we have to turn over here with humanity and society is bridging this gap. And what he told me is that I am literally both. A lot of times I feel that I am a bridge, not the bridge, but a bridge. Um, so this kind of thing to surface through uh, for people to be able to cross it in the future. And I remember something you said, Merg, is that, you know, you think you're important here, you think you're going to be, you know, famous, looked upon, and that you have a very important position. But, and you said, would you accept not being recognized for it? And, of course, I have thought about that numerous times. And, ultimately, it would maybe make me a little upset in my self, in my ego. And I'd be a little bit upset about that. But as long as I was doing my purpose and fulfilling my part, I think it would lead for me to be having a fulfilling lifestyle, fulfilling life, whatever, and doing the mission that I was brought here to do. I don't know about this whole governance thing because me and control, I have an interesting relationship with it. I am a hypnotist, so I do control other people when they give it to me. And most of the time I don't want it, though. Like, I don't want control. I actually shy away from it because I don't want to be the one responsible to make other people's decisions. I don't want to tell them what to do and have them have a bad outcome. But the thing about it is, is maybe I'm supposed to because I always look at people uh, within their higher heart and within what I believe is something that is going to benefit their own heart and their own selves. Since I can see their hearts better than I can even see my own. Maybe in that sense, that's um, how I can help govern, I guess, or I would be a good governor. But it's a spiritual governor, though. I feel like that's like an oxymoron, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, spiritual is supposed to be free and faithful and governance is... But but the thing is, is everybody needs someone to follow, to listen to. Yeah. You know, and you're, you you just happen to be that guy. Like, like uh, for example, like the show that we had, uh, the last show we did, when all those people were coming in and we all, me and you both got like those super duper crazy vibes from them. Yeah. It's because they feel the same way. They just don't know how to put it in the words. And Dionysus was obviously able to put it in the words. Because it's like they need someone to lead them to the right direction. They need someone to show them what right is. Because their whole lives they've been different. And they could tell, you know. So they didn't know what the right answer was. And you're that person. You're the person to keep them together. You're the person to bring us all together. You're the person to make us know what is right. And what we should be doing with our abilities instead of sitting around wondering all day if I have an ability or if I'm just going crazy. You're the person to tell me, listen, Murray, you have an ability and this is what you're supposed to use it for. You're like the director of the play. You know what I mean? Ah, okay. I get you. That's what I feel, at least. I mean, I'm not going to take Dionysus' words from him, you know, because obviously he meant what he meant, and I don't know what he meant, but that's what... If I could guess what he meant, that's that's what I would... Okay, I can see that, but here's where I pose a question. Someone with 
ultimate very good governance for other people? How come it's hard for me to govern myself? Because maybe that's not your job. Maybe you need to be governed by someone else. Mm. Maybe your job is govern. Your job might not be to govern yourself. Your job might be to govern other people. Maybe you need to put people. For, I mean, you do already. That's why I'm saying this because you already put people ahead of you. You always do. You always have. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a reason for it. I mean, it's not like you've been wrong all these years. It's just like maybe you can't govern yourself because you don't know how to govern yourself, and you need someone else to be able to level you up. I think that's absolutely true. I believe that. Um, I just wonder who. That's going to be an interesting thing. Um, what? It definitely will be. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully they come soon. That's all I'm saying. I don't think I'm ready for it, though. Um, definitely not. You have been grooming your pubes for months for this debut. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's unprofessional of me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what they're showing you? Is that what you just said? What? Did you say that's what they're showing me? No, that's not what I said at all. I'm glad you don't know what I said. <laughs> that's okay. There's nobody here right now, so we're good. Oh, well, I said you've been grooming, grooming your pubes for months for this. You're ready. Yeah, I I heard that part. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty funny. Oh, I said I said that was unprofessional of me. I said I was sorry. Oh no, it's cool. But all right, trust me, I was talking about worse shit last night. So, hell to the yither. Mm-hmm. It's all about truth here. There's no nothing okay. that can't be talked about. Speaking of truth, I'm hungry. I know I'm much on pretzels over here. Well, lucky you, I don't have anything to eat. Neither do I. You're eating pretzels, dick. Yeah, that's, uh, they're hurting my teeth, though. Man. No, for real, I got this abscess tooth that hurts so bad. What the fuck is an abscess tooth? Abscess. Friggin' a cavity ate through it. So it's just fucked. Yeah, exactly. Damn. That's cold blooded. That's cold blooded. The only thing I like about it is the fact that I can um, tell which foods are good or bad for me because if it hurts my tooth, then it's bad. And if it doesn't hurt my tooth, then it's good for me. Awesome, man. That's a good trait to have. I mean, yeah, until it eats its way through my gums and I get gum disease or something. And then you die. Right. Right. I know, right. Okay, Merg, I need your help. With what? Okay, I need you to tap into your psychicism right now. Psychicism? Psychicism? And I need help with my book, okay? All right, man. I mean, all right, I'll try. Listen, real quick, okay? I wrote some stuff down today, and I'm like, fuck, I really got to get this book into motion. I really need to be doing it. And then all of a sudden, I just started writing down what I wanted it to be. And... I was trying to communicate with this dead grandfather that I have following me around. All right, so this is what I wrote, okay? And then keep in mind what things you see, what things you feel, anything that comes out to you, and just keep them in mind, okay? Okay. All right, so I wrote, all right, Ray. His name is Ray, Raymond. Um, I am open to receive messages from you. Let's open free communication between us. 
am to write? What can I write about for hours on end? It would have to be something I just made up. I remember when I was a kid and having writing assignments to turn in for school. I knew the teacher would obviously be reading it, so I always made sure to write to please them. I always gave them interesting things to read. I wanted them to be impressed, and I always received good, good grades when I got the assignment back. So it has to be a story of my creation. It has to be a story other people can relate to. Well, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be opening some psychic doors in the near future. Should I write about how my psychic journey has developed and how it has affected my life? Should I write about how it is developing, or can I create the development in the writing? I need to write about something people will have an interest in, but something where there is not so much interest now. Um, what I can do is mix two stories together. I will base it off of true events that have happened in my life and have a deep purpose or meaning to the story. But I will use fiction to liven it up and to make it a very fun, colorful, exciting, interesting read. A story you can't seem to put down. A story that takes you out of your own world and places you in the seat, the throne of imagination. A story that is wild yet relatable and true. A story that can be related by people that it is meant for. I'm going to write a book with the thoughts of impressing the people that were never, quote-unquote, mine forever. I need to be confident in my story, in my writing. I have to know that this story is written for the best of my ability at this moment in time. Um, so then, that's what I wrote about the story. And then I got, I was listening to a radio show this evening. Um, and this woman, now this is really interesting. You know how we do readings here on the show? Yeah. Oh, this woman did shell readings, and she read shells, which is so cool, so crazy. I'd never seen it before. One of the things she said, and she was talking about one of the shells, and she said, admiration of another person is knowing there is an inner potential within oneself to be or do what is admired in the other person. So, for example, say... I admired you, Merg, for being able to balance a pencil on your nose the longest, okay? And I could either hate you for it or admire you for it. I think they're both one and the same, and it's just how you react to that. If you're jealous about it, maybe you're jealous and you just want to have it on your own, or you admire them and you wish you could do it on your own. It's kind of the same thing, you know? So, yeah. Um, she talked about admiration. I just wrote it down. I don't know why, but I did. And then the one woman told me she got an image. And she asked me, she's like, do you do spiritual work? And I'm like, yes, I do. And she's like, when you do your spiritual work, it's almost as if you're in a cave. And you're doing the most beautiful work, and the Blessed Mother is standing right there beside you. And she's shining these beautiful, beautiful lights. And she's like, you're just there with her. You're not talking. You're not doing anything. You're just there. She's just being there with you. And like almost either working through me or watching over me or something. And the thing she just kept, she kept repeating. She's like, this is absolutely beautiful, extraordinary. This is absolutely beautiful. Beautiful is the key word of that little image that she got. And that's what she was seeing for me. It was so crazy. So I feel like this is 
all the events that were leading up to um, my little writer's block right here. So what the heck, what can you see my first book being about? Like, what do you think is going to be something that will just wow people? I think that you should, I think that right now you're a little bit too worried about what people think and you're not going to write. You need to write, uh, look, you need to write, no matter what book, it could be your first book, it could be your 500th book. You need to write what you want to write. You don't want to, you don't need to write what will impress people because no matter what, it's not about the money and it never will be. And it's not about recognition. It's about, even if it is, let's say six people, only six people in the whole world read your book. It, you touch six people. It doesn't matter the amount. It's the quality, not the quantity. So first of all, I think you should just stop worrying about who or about how or how to interest people. I think that if you write a book that interests you, the people will follow. Because if you notice, like I have, a lot of your interests are, you know, held in common with a lot of people. You have a lot of equal interests with many people. And I think that maybe you should write your book about, um, I think the double story about, you know, parts of your life and parts of fiction are, is a good idea, but I think maybe you should have the moral, maybe not the whole moral, but like some of it at least be about um, coming together and overcoming differences because I think that's a big part of us as in us with this specific ability, bringing our abilities together and not worrying about who's doing what just so that we can help the world as a whole. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Um, because I, I understand that in order to, you know, influence people, you're going to need people to like your book. But I think you should, I mean, you should always worry about that, but I think you should worry about it a little bit less than you are because I think you're a little bit worried that nobody's going to read it. And that, I mean, yeah, it'll suck, but it's, honestly, in a perfect world, it shouldn't matter to you because you should know that you've accomplished something just by writing that book, just by putting down what you felt like putting down, that should, that's an accomplishment. It doesn't matter if one person reads it. It doesn't matter if a million people read it. It's still an accomplishment. That's very that's true. That's what I've been trying to tell you for so long, like, like, like we were talking about earlier, like how, yeah, you're going to change the world, but what if you don't get recognition? Are you going to be able to handle that? Because it's not all, you know that you're supposed to help people. You know that. And you're not always going to get, the, most of the time, you're not going to get the credit for it. And you're going to need to move on anyways and be happy with what you're doing for yourself. You're going to need to have your self-gratification because people are not always going to be there. They're not always going to be behind you. Understandable. Because I don't want somebody to disagree with you and then you just stop doing what you do just because people don't disagree with one of your opinions. I don't think that's right at all. I think you're a very smart person. I think you have a lot of stuff to share with the world, and I think you need to stop worrying about if they want to hear it right now or not. Because regardless if they want to hear it right now or not, they're going to. Because they know that they need to and they'll be drawn to it. Because that's the power you have. You have the power to draw people to your attention, to listen to you. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out. Like, so don't worry so much about making it interesting. Worry about putting down some fucking passionate, truthful things that will help you, that things that you feel you need to put down for people to read, not um, things that will make your book better. Don't worry about it being a book. Just worry about it being a Like, think of it as a radio show. You don't say things just so people listen. You say things because that's coming from your heart. It's coming from your brain. Yeah. Because you feel strongly, you support strongly what you say, and that's what you need to do when you write. You need to support every single part of what you write. You don't ever need to appease the crowd. Never. That is never. That shouldn't be your goal, Brandon, because you're better than that. You really are. Because you have so much to share with the world, and if they don't fucking want to read it, if they don't, if if they don't want to notice that you have so much to share with the world, that's their own damn fault. All right, I get you. 
So, and I'm not, I'm not saying that what, if you write what you want down, it's going to suck. I'm, trust me, I'm not saying that, you know, because it's probably a better chance you're going to get a million hits than it is none, but I'm saying there's always a, a possibility that that will happen, and you should not and you cannot let that get you down. Like, if nobody listens to our show tonight, you can't let that get you down. Oh, yeah, I definitely don't. It's not like I've never done a show where nobody listened, you know. But right. I mean, there's going to be books, there's gonna be books that, especially if you plan to write more than one book, there's going to be books that you write that aren't going to be popular with the, with the masses. But with the people, you got to remember, people like us aren't the masses. We are not the majority. Right. So you're not going to see millions and millions of people reading your books. You're not going to see that. You're going to see the people that are drawn to, which are people like us. Yeah, okay. You know, here's the thing. Um, how I started my radio show, what I wanted to do was be able to project information to other people about what's going on in the world. The whole zeitgeist, 9-11, religion, the bank, federal system, all that fun stuff. Um, and that really put the fire underneath my ass to start the show. And it actually turned into a place for me to learn, to grow, and to heal. And it actually, I was, I started being a little selfish. And I kind of still am because every time I do a show, every week I do a show, um, I wish to bring healing to other people, of course, and wish to bring them whatever it is that they need, that they want to hear from me. But what they don't realize is that they are helping me just as much. But that's, um, not self, that's not being selfish. As long as you're helping them right back, that's just give and take. Well, the helping them is the helping me. You understand? You're not being selfish by getting help from them because you're helping them right back. Exactly. You're giving and taking. We all need to, get, we all need to give from, to each other and we all need to take from each other to get better, to be better people. That is how it works. So in relation to my book, I feel like maybe I should write something that's going to unlock something for me, that's going to bridge my connection with whatever it is that I want to see in my life manifest. And I, feel I, feel like like, if, I feel like if you write about that and, and it unlocks something for you, it'll, it'll in turn unlock stuff for other people because what he just said was you helping them helps you. So if you helping yourself helps them, then you know, help yourself with this book and see where it takes them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe the same thing you want help with well, is what other people want help with. Or maybe the same thing you unlock for yourself, unlock something different for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking I, I need to write this. I think you should write what you feel you should write. It's insane to choose. Like, I have so much stuff. I have, like, books and books and books. You don't have to just write a book, man. You don't have a page limit. You could write forever, man. I know. There's no That's such thing as a Yeah, I get it. If you write it too big, nobody's going to read it, blah, 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 whatever, man. Who cares? <laughs> write it for yourself. Write it for your own gratitude. Write it so you can help yourself so you can help other people, man. I see that. But I hate it. I, you don't understand, man. Like, I get, to, I get to sit back and watch what happens, like, watch the feelings you go through. You, yeah, you go through them, but I get to sit back and watch from a third-person perspective. I I see when you get down on yourself when people aren't supporting you or when you don't have a lot of followers. And that is the one thing. You can't, you can't do that, man. You can't live like that. Because there are going to be times when nobody believes what you're saying, nobody supports you. It's going to happen, man. I mean, look at Barack Obama. Everybody was behind him. And all of a sudden, everybody hates him, dude. Mm-hmm. You just got to drink water and drive on, man. You just got to keep going. Because that, that, that fire inside you needs to stay as lit as it can be. Because without that... Where's your creativity? It's gone. And without your creativity, Brandon, 
I mean, I haven't had it in a long time. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not trying to be, like, brutally honest. I'm not trying to be, like, a dick guy, but it's because you subconsciously started to worry about what other people think. And before, like, like when we first started being real good friends, you never cared. You didn't care what anybody thought, dude. You didn't care at all. And now it's, like, a little... It's not, it's not like... It's definitely less than an average person cares, but you, you're starting to care, and I can notice it. And, I mean, yeah, to a point, you need to care, just, you know, for, like, moral and civil, like, boundaries, but... Besides that, man, you got to let that shit go, and you just got to do what you want to do. You need to free yourself because you've locked yourself in this cage of people, and you need to just get out of it so you can start helping. You know what I'm saying? So cause as soon as you take the people that – as soon as you stop caring about what people think is when the true feelings and the true emotions and the true psychic ability comes out of you. That's very true. I mean, the whole time that I've been here, that I moved here to Cleveland, back to Cleveland, it was always about impressing other people making them like me, et cetera, et cetera. All the popular people, all the right people, et cetera. And, well, quite frankly, I've gotten to that position. You know, I've impressed all the people that I need to, all these popular people, everybody that knows everybody. Well, guess what? We're out of high school now. Yeah, exactly. What are they going to do for me now? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're yourself. cool friends, but... The only thing that they do for me now is get me fucked up and wasted, and I black out, and I don't remember my night. It's not even fun. not fun at all. It's horrible, actually. And I hate it. But... Why keep doing it? I'm not telling you to lose all your friends or nothing like that. I'm just saying... Oh, no. I know. Trust me. Um, you, you do what you do because you want to, not because you think it'll make people like you more, or it's because you think people will follow you. Do what you do because you think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't go to this concert today is because it didn't feel like right. You don't need other people to be your motivation. You need to be your own motivation. You need to say, yeah. I'm writing this book because I want to write a book because I feel like I have something to share. Now, I want to write a book because I want to be known for writing a book. No, that doesn't matter. Who cares? You know how many amazing authors are out there that aren't known, so they're not popular, but they're amazing. They're still good. At, they're awesome at what they do. Yeah. You know, just because you don't get the credit doesn't mean you're not good at what you do. It doesn't mean you're less of a person. Well, my intention with writing the book is to be, one, um, well-established. I want to fucking have a career. I want to be able to be like, I did something, and I can just chill. I mean, not even just chill, but, like, I can just reap any benefits from it and be like, yeah, I'm making an income just from sitting here and having people read what I've written. You know what I mean? I want it to be sort of a career. I want to be free from the nine to five kind of imprisoned lockdown. Yeah, and, schedule. You know, like I, I don't that's not me at all. I cannot be controlled. Um, I can't really talk to you about that because that's my life. I am nine to five man. I am Mr. Nine to five. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Trust me, I hate it like more than anything in the world. The one thing I hate about the army is the nine to five shit. It doesn't ever change. But I mean, I can live with it, I guess. Know for now. It's stable and steady, and that's definitely one thing you needed in your life. Yeah, I needed it, and now I think that I've gotten what I needed out of it. I don't think I need it anymore, which mm-hmm. is why I think I'm so fed up with it, because, like, at first, I needed it. I needed a schedule. I needed an organizational plan, and I think that I got what I needed, and I think that it has taught me how to do it myself, and I think that now since I can do it myself, I've found so many better ways to do it that I just get to stop. Are you still re-enlisting? Yeah, I'm a realist. But once yeah. I get higher in rank, it's not t- schedules don't matter anymore because they change so much. Like privates, 
Yeah, we work nine to five. But once you get higher up in rank, it doesn't. It changes. It's different. Really? Because I have to work like the night shift, or like I get to make my own hours as long as I work forty hours a week. And very cool. Yeah, so I, I'm still gonna. Re- I mean, I'm pretty sure it depends. I'll let you know after I get back from Afghanistan. Because if like I absolutely hate my job in Afghanistan, then I'm obviously not gonna reenlist. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I want to, and I will if everything goes well. But we'll see. I'm not gonna, you know, carve any stones yet. That's so crazy. It's like so much time from here until then, but then again, it's going to go so fast. Yeah, because it's already almost been two years since I've been in the Army, dude. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. You know what's crazy? Like, what we were talking about, about, like, yeah, trying to impress people, but, like, where are they now? How are they helping me now? Like, if I think about it, dude, I really only have, like, two friends, like, okay, like, like three or four friends that I had before I joined the Army. I, I still talk to right now. Hmm. It's, like, you, Nikki... And like um, Zach, and I, if I can say if I can think of some more, I probably would, but I can't right now. Like I don't really talk, you know. I talk to people from here now, but like you know, friends like from home, like oh yeah, man, write me, I'll write you all the time. Yeah, but they don't matter because like it doesn't even hurt them. They don't want them. They forgot on you because it doesn't even matter. Because when I go home, I leave and I see them. It's like they're not doing anything with their lives. Like you, are, why do you think like okay, yeah, like when I came home and leave for like two weeks. The first week I hung out with them and I was like, I just got bored because they were all doing the same shit. They're all smoking, doing drugs, all that stupid shit. Now I started hanging out with you again and I was like, well, this is so much better because you're actually fucking progressing in life. Yeah, okay, whatever. You don't have a physical job, but you are progressing in life as in you are fucking making steps to become a better person. Nobody else was doing that and I could tell and I hated it. Hmm. Like, I regret, not, I regret not spending the whole time with you and my family because I would have done that and next time I come home, I will do that. Well, I definitely feel like... There's no point in wasting my time in the past. Like, okay, look, I'm not one to dwell on the past, and yeah, you are part of my past, but you're also part of my present, and I also feel like you're going to be part of my future. I still feel like we're going to be partners in something one day. I know that, you know, we kind of nixed that plan or whatever, but I I still feel like one day something's going to happen to where we're going to partner up and complete something. But I feel like I I wasted my time before, like, worrying about my past friends that didn't really matter. I wasted my time engulfed in the past, like, I kept myself happy by past memories, and I went home, and it just wasn't the same, and the only thing that, actually, my and your relationship got better as we, uh, what's it called, as we, uh, like, as I moved away, it kind of, we got, we became closer friends, and yeah. that's how I, that's how I knew that you weren't just part of my path, that you were supposed to be part of my friends, because all the other friends I have, like, I don't even care, like, like, yeah, we'll get in fights, and, yeah, it hurts me, man. When we're not friends, it hurts, you know, whatever. When we're not talking when you're mad, when I'm mad, whatever, it hurts. But, like, you know, like, if Brent called me right now, and he's like, fuck you, I'm going to beat your ass, I'd be like, you're a pussy, and I wouldn't even care. You know, it wouldn't make me, it wouldn't make me sad. I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. See, and I think I that I finally, like, I couldn't figure out what, what was missing. Like, I felt like something was missing, and it was just that I was wasting so much time on these people that didn't even matter in the future. Like, it doesn't even yeah. matter. I shouldn't even be wasting my time on them. Mhm. And it was just because I have, a, like, I feel like I have a naturally, I have a soul that naturally feels like I need to help people that are in bad situations. I, I'm naturally attracted to people that are fucked up, so I can try to fix them. And it's like that's just so much energy wasted because they don't even want help. Like they don't even want it. They don't even recognize that they're in the wrong. And it's just like, well, what's the point? Because it's not going to work anyway. Exactly. And you can't help people that can't help themselves. Exactly. I can't. Yeah. Exactly. And his other part of it, I think where I was, I was just so obsessed with finding a friend relationship and partner and all that crap. 
I always just clouded my judgment. But I always said there was a reason for everything, and I think there's certain reasons that I'm drawn to certain people. Um, that really resonates with me, and it still confuses me to this day. Like, for example, I'll be drawn to, attracted to somebody. And when it happens, I think you of all people will definitely know that it happens strong and pretty fast and swift. And um, I still am trying to make out exactly what it is and exactly what that attraction is to people and exactly what it means and how it's going to affect my life and the other person. I think that it's like sort of like a, like I don't want to say like a superpower, but it's sort of like a test you have. Like you get, once you get strong emotions for someone, it's because they're supposed to be, you know, like, yeah, maybe not your love life, maybe they are, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like they're supposed to be there, so you get these strong, attached feelings to them. Mm-hmm. It's so which strong. Which you act on, which makes them part of your life because they're supposed to be. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, like, I think that, all right, do you think that what happened between me and you changed anything? Um, well, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Because I think it it changed, okay, here's what I think. I think it changed you more than it changed me, but it did change me as well. Um, I feel like it just helps you. It helps exactly what you, it gave you exactly what you needed. I feel like, and some kind of shocking wake up call, kind of like. Oh, like fuck. Feel <laughs> <laughs> you know what I no. mean? Like, yeah, oh. I do. But I think that um, like when that happened, I think like all right, is it still like you still get like. Like, when we start talking, like, you can be honest with me right now, it's fine. But, first of all, I have a question. When, after all that happened, did you think I was just going to stop talking to you? Um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I had a feeling you might come back, but I didn't care if you did or not. Well, that's good, because you shouldn't. You shouldn't let somebody else, not even me, you shouldn't, I'm not going to be like, well, that's shitty, boo-hoo, no. You shouldn't let somebody else make you feel like shit because you don't know if they're going to be a part of your life or not. That doesn't, no. But, anyways... Did you, or, all right, what was I going to say just now? Oh, yeah. Do you still get that feeling, like, when we start talking for a long time again, do you still get that attached feeling towards me? Not until you just said something right now. Because you're bringing, you're bringing conscious thought to it. But, I mean, like, you know how, okay. Remember how, know. like, our, our situation has happened several times. Like, the first time it happened, I was like, you know, no, no, you know, we're just friends. Second time, and like having a few times, you know what I'm saying, until it finally escalated and then we finally like resolved it, correct? I would say so, yeah. Okay. So, so it, it would never ever come up again unless you provoked it or unless you pushed something about that you're, or about that. Well, I'm just glad, I'm just, I just want to let you know, I'm glad that we were able to overcome. Yeah, because I really thought that we were going to, I was going to lose a friendship over it. I really did. I was really worried that. You are either, I knew, I, all right, look, I knew that I wasn't going to feel weird because I just, I, I did it. I, I was like, okay, whatever, you know. We, I, I felt like I needed that to happen so that we could both see that it, that wasn't our purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. And like, it's not just like, oh, I'm not gay, blah, blah, blah. It's not that. It's just like, that's just not the right situation for us both. It's not the right relationship. We're not supposed to be in that kind of relationship. We're supposed to be in a different kind of relationship. You know, here's the thing. Um, let me just bring light to this now. 
Okay, I'm attracted to a lot of straight guys, mainly straight guys, um, and uh, this is what I think, especially after the talk with Dionysus. Um, now, he told me that I am pain. My life is literally pain. Like, I am pain. That is my life, okay? The life that I live, the life that I project is pain. I can project it on other people if I want, but I also am the transcendence beyond the pain. What I think that has... I think the correlation with the straight guys is that I literally ooh, there's an unidentified flying object in the air right now. <laughs> um, what I think is that I have to get them to that moment where I can help them overcome that. And I I'm pretty sure now more than ever you're more confirmed and comfortable in your own sexuality. Do you agree? Um, I feel like it doesn't matter. I feel like that I don't put a label to it anymore. Okay. I feel like if the right person comes along, I won't be scared to take that chance anymore. I feel like it doesn't... I feel like... I just feel like it doesn't matter. Exactly. And that's, I feel like I, I put a, such a big label on it, and I was so worried about the label. Yes. And now it's just like... Who cares? Exactly. It's not a big I like, deal. I, feel like you more, I think you help me overcome what people think about me. Because I'm so worried like what people think. And now, like you, like you told me before, you're like, I think people are talking shit about you. You're like, I don't care, dude. Fuck it. What, what are they going to do for me? What are they gonna, what, what are they gonna, how, how is it going to help me if they don't talk shit? What are they going to make me feel better about myself? Mm-hmm. See, and I think, I think that's part of what I do. I think that's what I'm meant to do. I think that's why I'm still... I guess attracted to guys. I mean, I've been thinking about girls and dating girls and a lot. I might even I'm supposed to move down with a drag queen actually. Um in New Mexico. No, but it's kinda of both and it's gonna mess with me both ways, you know what I mean? Like Wait, is it a drag queen or a drag queen? Queen. It's a guy as a girl. Okay, and drag king is a girl as a guy. Yeah. Alright, thank you for the terminology. You're welcome. Hey, I think we should. I think we should have a word of the day. What's that? My word today is infallible. Oh. Which okay. means, which means, unable to accept the fact of being wrong. Which means you will convince yourself any way possible that you are right. You almost, you convince yourself to the point. Not you personally, but the, a person that is infallible convinces themselves to the point where they actually believe that they are right, even if they know that they are wrong. Like, it's not like they're lying anymore. It's just like they have made themselves believe that that is the truth. Hmm. I think people use the word infallible incorrectly. I think they use it too lightly. I think they just say, if somebody's arguing and they don't want to be proven wrong, that's not infallible. That's just being a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, my word just came up to me in my head. is unsubstantial. Okay, okay. Having no foundation in fact, um, without any substance, obviously lacking any sort of material substance. Um, and, yeah, that's what I see a lot in guys. I see a lot of it in guys, um, mostly. You see um, it in me? I did. Do you know? No, not anymore. Um, I, when we were here. I did when we were younger, and when I just picture first meeting you, you know, you're kind of just like everybody else. 
and you're kind of unsubstantial to the common collective, but you had other things that stood out in groups of people. Like, um, you definitely found big ways to bring attention to yourself, either by uh, disagreeing to, with somebody and trying to prove your point was right, or um, when you lost some sort of quarrel, you would take it out in a very energetic manner. For example, losing beer pong and punching holes in walls. Um, okay, but do you think that do you think that I I I disagree on purpose anymore? Because I I feel like I've gotten over that. I really do. Um, and I I know that I used to argue just for the sake of arguing, but I kind of feel like I don't do that as much anymore. I don't really do it anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's like you are finally able to work with somebody to get to some conclusion rather than to prove that you're right. And you're trying to work for a conclusion what you're right or wrong. I'd rather know the correct answer than be right. What's that? I said I'd rather know the correct answer than just try to prove that I'm right. Exactly. And, you know, that's like what a good argument is, a good debate is. There's two opposing sides. When you argue your point, argue, 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 and then you just finally come to some middle ground. And it's like, that's that's the bridge between the two, and that's why I like that's why I like opposing people is because when somebody's opposite of me, it helps me to gain a better perspective on what I feel is true, as well as gaining new insights to the same topic. You know, like when you let's just take uh, some kind of big debate, for example, um, abortion. Um, you know, you're pro-life, pro-choice. There's good and bad with both of them, and somehow there's a there's some kind of middle ground there. There's something that's in between there that everybody can rest upon. But right now, nobody's finding that at all. You know, mm-hmm. nobody wants to find that middle ground right now. Do we have any callers? What's that? Do we have any callers? No, we do not. Amethyst just came in the room, but she said, "Be right back." Who did? Nobody today. Amethyst. Is she gonna call? Do you think? No, probably not. She'll probably just listen in the chat. We didn't have any callers. This is our second listener today. Insane. We're just gonna have to extend the show until somebody calls. I feel like we should do um something different with the show. I was starting to write down like how I felt about the show, and I I get a lot of people that come in and then dip out. I get a lot of people that just come in. So I I obviously got their interest somehow. You know, I piqued some kind of interest just with my ad and with my presentation of being on air. But I got to figure out something that draws people and keeps them here, you know. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, hmm, well, what would make me stay at a show? And it would be being able to relate to me. Um, Oh, hi, Dionysus. Good to see you here, man. Um, if you want to call in, I would love to talk with you. That would be sweet. If not, it's cool, but thanks for coming. Um, but yeah, I, I just want them to feel comfortable, calm. Like if I went to a show, I want to be recognized personally. I want people to know who I am and be like, oh, I appreciate you being here. You know what I mean? And um, be like, okay, well, they know who I am, so I'm going to stay here. You know? It's like it, I, I was watching Cheers for a second last night. And, you know, the main thing of it, everybody knows your name, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
um, it's comforting. It's comforting to go somewhere where people do know your name and where people, you know, want to see you there and they want you to be there and they want you, you know, I want you to want to do the dishes. I want you to want to be here, not just come here. What's that? I think that you're going off on the part where you care about people thinking what what people think about you again. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, for sure. But I want to be able to make sure, I guess I have to make sure it's just the right people in the right place, the right time, et cetera. And whoever that is, whether it's one or two, I guess I'm going to have to accept it. Here's your field of dreams. What's that? Here's your field of dreams. Um, I don't think so, no. Well, in, a, in the part, he says, if you build it, they will come. Ah, yeah. Take that advice very strong. Oh, guess what? What? I got my new glasses today. Oh, really? I forgot to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like if you put some sex into the show, maybe then people will say. But what? Nothing. Did you say sex? No, silly goose. Did you? Yeah. For real? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, let's have sex on tape and then fucking send it to everyone. I mean, let it out. All right, I'm going to put on area code 215. Hello? Hello, hi. Hi. This is, is Dionysius, in case you didn't know. Okay. <laughs> I guess my voice has changed a bit. I did, definitely. Wow. <laughs> That's a good thing. Deeper. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, just chilling. I feel very, very interesting tonight. I don't know why. <laughs> so good. But I've been thinking and thinking and muddling over our last conversation so much. Which was what? Yeah. I can't even remember it. I think I vaguely remember. Um, about me being a spiritual governor, living pain and transcendence beyond pain. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Based off of your quote unquote astrological constitution. Yep. I got you. <laughs> right. And just thinking about all of that and then basing it in my reality and my own life and how things connect, how they don't. And actually, since then, I've been getting a lot more um, of, I guess you could say, uh, higher realm communications. My ears have been ringing a lot and going into weird states of mind where I try to channel the sound into words and try to write it down. And it's just so intense. It's so crazy, and it's been happening a lot more frequently now, um, especially after the our conversation, and it happened that night of, too, and um, I feel I have a little bit more control over it, and that makes me just feel that I have to control it myself. Exactly. So, <laughs> that was another big part of it, is we were talking about control. Um, yes. Me. yes. And I needed it, and that I needed to sustain it, et cetera. Yep. And then, you know what well, I think about? Go ahead, sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, when I think about, like, back, you know, your astrological chart, and probably to any of the listeners, they don't know what we're referencing, referencing, but we're talking about your astrological birth chart, and 
thinking about how you have like Saturn in the twelfth house. Saturn stands as like a symbol for like restriction and control and as I said, government and so forth. And with it in the twelfth house it relates to basically a quote unquote past life gift or um something that you have to let go of in this lifetime. Something that comes naturally for you or something. And I think that restriction and pain and hurt and guilt and depression and all those other good things, well, um, not good things, but other negative things come to you in this lifetime as a, a subtle reminder that you have to let go of it. The only, I guess you have to somehow control or or restrain yourself from going back into, like, those quote-unquote, um, I don't know, um, negative restrictions. Yeah, negative or restrictive or painful ways of being. Right. Okay. Yes. I think so, I that. guess, for sure. That's insane. And I, I feel that's so crazy that I have control of it. I, I like it at the same time. I'm intimidated by it. You know, like I'm. It's. I feel like it's a cool thing to have. It's like really giving me the control to manifest my own destiny. That's another but, thing that yeah. relates to manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, are the manifester. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it feels like. And a lot of times, I feel like I can control the situations around me, and when I don't, they usually end up really bad. Like the outcome, but if I do, um, there's something always good. There's always that silver lining. There's always the sun shining through the clouds, etc. And I think that's what I'm finding out right now is that I do have the ability to control it, and the um, I guess the ability to make it better or to benefit everybody. You know, not just one person. Hey, Danny, this is how you doing? Hi. <laughs> I'm not sure who I'm speaking with, but hello. Murk. Oh. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I feel so old. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I've aged about 30 years. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> And I just turned 20. Oh, my God. I can't believe how old I am. <laughs> you just turned 20? Yeah. When's your birthday? It, it was in June. Well, no, wait. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was in June, like a couple months ago. It feels like I just turned 20. Yeah, I just turned 20 in July, so I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, that is an interesting year. Interesting year. I hated it. <laughs> I love it. I hate it. I love it. It's like in limbo. 21 is not good. Don't ever turn 21. It feels like, it feels like I'm almost a full adult, but not really. They're like, haha, you're a tease. You know, you're like teasing me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, oh, Makes you're sense. only a little baby. Oh, you know? Like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> drinking in public isn't the best thing. Trust me, it's not the best thing. That's what that's what everybody I hang out with thinks, dude. They think drinking is their world. They think if they don't drink on a weekend, they're like a bad person. That sucks. Like absolutely happy away this weekend, or I'll go to hell. <laughs> well, wow. I don't really? know. 
recently I was like at a restaurant and they were like they just like offered me like beers and all kind of stuff like they were like you know the bar's open and you can you can go drink if you want and I guess I don't know I guess I seem like old enough to them and I was like mm, no no thanks I don't want to <laughs> so for me it's like I'm not really going to utilize as old as I may seem I don't I don't really think that when I do turn 21 I'm going to make it such a big deal. I don't really care about drinking anymore. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not yeah. at all. It's I'm not. I know you. I'm starting to pass that phase before I actually turned 21 because I would have spent a lot of money and wasted a lot of money on stupid stuff. Yeah, I thought so too until I actually started going out to the bars. And after I blacked out three times, I think I got the message clear. We'll see. It was not okay. I'm very upset with it. Yeah, but we will see. That's very, very true. We will see. So, Diane says, um, yeah. is there anything that you wanted to talk about in particular? Because if not, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, I don't know. I'm in, like, a receptive state, so I can't really initiate any sort of conversation. I don't know. <laughs> There's cool. That's fine. That's nothing I really want to discuss or bring up. There's, but yet there's always something to bring up or discuss, so I don't know. <laughs> that is very true. Well, I just want to get a nice grasp, since I really haven't talked to you in a long time, especially on the phone. I just want to grasp, like, who you are now and, like, what your life is about, what you're doing. Um, uh, and I want to know like, I've been thinking crazy thoughts. Like, seriously, I've been thinking so much crazy stuff. Like, do you want to hear what I've been thinking? <laughs> yes. I'm curious. Okay. Um, I was, eh, I was, like, getting ready for the day the other day, and I was like, my God, I'm like, Dionysus is so good. One, I was like, I still wish I could live with him because you're, like, the only person that I ever feel super, super psychic with. And, like, you always, for some reason managed to bring out the best in all of my abilities and, like, the best that I can picture myself with. And I'm like, I think he does this for other people, too, because other people really respect you and what you do and how you interact with them. And it's just this utmost admired respect kind of thing. Um, And then I'm like, what if this kid is, like, the manifestation of God? And I've always felt my... Okay, my ears are ringing right now. My ears ringing. It's so weird. And I'm like... And I always felt that I always kind of worked at the feet or the hands of God and that, you know, I do work for him or missions for him or something in light of him and, or it's the energy, whatever, et cetera. And... I'm like, what if this is him? And I'm like, this is so weird because he's younger than me. I would have never thought that in a million years. And I'm like, how? And then I always think, like, how is this kid, um, how is he doing this? How is he so just so good at what he does, so good at other people and seeing who they are and being able to bring out truth in people and, like, deep-rooted truth, too, you know, like, that's what I've been thinking. It's just so crazy. I don't even oh know. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's too crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, I'm not God, first of all. But then again, the idea of God isn't God either, or the conception of the conceptualization of God is not who God really is either. So um, that's something I just have to put out there. But yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to begin. Where should I start? Like just just with what I've been doing and who who are you? What do you I, do? <laughs> that's so weird. I feel like we haven't met now. <laughs> I feel like this is like our first interaction. Like I don't even remember it anything about you. It kind of. I feel like I was a different person back then. Yeah, I feel like that. You know what? I guess I can just start from like that whole period. I guess where I left off. The last thing that I remember doing was being extremely aggressive and adamant towards being, I guess, a a um, a speaker for what I believed to have been divine truth or universal truth. And I was extremely, extremely persistent on exposing people I felt to have been fraudulent and and, mm-hmm. and um, involved in the chicanery of the of the spiritual and metaphysical field, and I was like, I don't know, I was like, a, at that point, I was like a quote-unquote um, spiritual missionary or, or spiritual warrior or something. That's what I felt like I was. And I I basically, I don't know, I, I made a lot of enemies from it because, you know, whenever I set myself into some sort of ideal or some sort of mental structure, I always attacked it intensely, and so I was set on, like, just just making everyone aware of the truth of the spiritual, uh, the spirituality and metaphysical field, and I did it by putting people who were even my friends, like, on the line, you know, like, like I, I tried to reassure most of the people whom I was close with <clears throat> that I believed to have still been in some ways fraudulent and 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 um you know like only in the business for money or whatever I tried to ensure them that like I wasn't going to not be their friend I just had to speak for the universe in that no one else was speaking for it and no one else was focusing on the truth of the situation and and so for me, I basically just like lost all lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of quote unquote friends <laughs> and allies. And I don't know. Then I became like really like based in my physicality and my in in my ego structure, I guess. And I was going through like a period where I just I just had this extreme urge to just like I don't know. It it was. It, I don't even know how to explain it. I just felt like I knew everything. And in some ways I did, but not like, not from a physical perspective. And when I tried to make myself, um, like, use this knowledge as a way of, like, gaining power, it kind of backfired on me and I kind of just ended up looking, like, stupid and, 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 and wasted a lot of breath. And so, about, I don't know, it's like a big fog. It's so weird. I really can't remember anything much more than that. But I just know that I just was, like, 
calling out my friends as frauds and like losing them and and like causing a big crazy stir in this whole metaphysical field and like being really combative um I'm sorry being really aggressive and and crazy <laughs> that's all I can really remember and then about I guess months after that I began like working and getting um I guess affiliated with the regular mundane quote unquote real world and that in turn was a, a a adventure in and of itself and so delved into what it meant to work as a regular citizen or human being or whatever. And I guess I I still lost touch with like spirituality completely and I lost touch with my purpose or what I feel to be my life purpose and so it wasn't until about maybe I don't know, like like uh like three weeks ago that I like even came back into this field, back on the blog talk, back in into anything. Like I just I just gave it all up and just turned the other way and I kinda like was living in, as like a robot or something. I didn't feel human anymore or like I had any emotions and then ultimately I had like an experience where I was like I was like in church or something and it wasn't the church itself or that any of the implications of God or Jesus or anything like that that made me go back to spirituality but I was just like in the church and I was just feeling the energy and I just just had this strong urge to like draw and so then I like I was drawing and then I just ended up drawing like the image of like Jesus Christ or whatever people depict them as being and it was just like kind of shocking I just didn't realize that like I had drew it I don't know it was weird and so then it just made me want to get back into my spiritual practices and open my chakras and finish writing my book and on astrology and and what I call the the principles of psychic perception and and contacting my little you know my little groups of people on beat blog talk radio and my friends or whatever and the minute I came back on the blog talk radio was the minute that everybody like started messaging me like crazy and wanted me on their shows mm-hmm. all over again and I kind of just I'm like now that I'm in a different mindset I can kind of look at it and not feel emboldened by it I don't feel any egoic or egotistical uh, connection to it I kind of just don't want to be on like shows or anything like yeah. that. I don't want to be in the limelight. I just want to work on what it means to be a universal individual. Like, still individual, still me, but universally aware. I don't know. Very well. <laughs> very, very well. That's cool. Uh, I'm glad you experienced the whole robot zombie kind of mode and working. We were just talking about that, you know. Well, having a nine to five, being a normal person and doing boring stuff and I think that's how we got into talking about drinking and stuff too, so but that's just that's crazy. I can't believe you almost neglected your whole spirituality for a little bit. Um I mean, obviously to gain more insights about your life and to grow and mature. It definitely sounds like you grew up, that's for sure. I didn't even recognize your voice. I remember before you were <laughs> Definitely a higher pitched voice and all <laughs> crazy, but now it sounds like you've just you've got some 
it just sounds like you've been working. It really does. Like, there's a little yeah. bit of energy left from you, you know, and it sounds like you've been working hard. That's for sure. I have better control on my, over my energy field and, like, how I emit it. Like, if I want it to be wild and crazy, I can make it like that, like, instantly. Oh, yeah. If I want it to be pulled back as it is right now and mature and, and you know, I guess classy or whatever, and then... I can make it such. Very cool. That's awesome. So, what, um, I noticed, uh, you were talking the last show that you did, it was about, um, finding the psychic things in your birth chart or whatever. And yes. I came across my own birth chart. And you didn't, you didn't mention it in the show. I was listening to the show and you didn't mention it, but I was looking. And I didn't realize that um, Neptune played a really big role with uh, psychic messages and sensitivity yes. yep. communication. It's and in your chart. I noticed that. Just your ascendant. Yeah, and it's in uh, the 12th house. Yep. That was super sensitive, and I always can see and feel what other people feel. And that's the one thing that people have always told me my whole life is that I'm super, super sensitive, and especially to the, my environment and the people around me. I, I think I've mentioned this to you before. I just don't think you remember. I don't know if you remember me bringing up how Neptune, as, uh, as far as connecting to spiritual awareness and psychic sensitivity and, um, you know, just just things um, beyond our tangible realm of existence, it also relates to being out of touch with reality and um, drugs and alcohol and weed and anything that you can use to escape reality. And so I kind of like, well, I did mention that to you like a long time ago. <laughs> so that's what Neptune is all about? Yes. It depends. Like every planet has a negative or a positive spectrum or, or they fall along a positive or a, ne a negative uh spectrum depending on how the individual expresses it. If they now, is express it up to the individual? Yeah. Well, is it, it just depends the, the chart well, itself. Is well, when you look okay. at the chart, then you know how they have the aspects like trines which and sextiles, which relate to positive, pos the positive expression of a planet, whereas um, squares and oppositions and quincunxes and the numerous ah. aspects they relate to the negative expression of a, of a planet's energy. And so okay. when you think about um, Neptune and its ability to transcend, because for me Neptune represents transcendence, when a person expresses that energy of transcendence in a negative way, it becomes over-accentuated to the point of not just transcendence, but escaping from reality, a need to escape beyond this physical realm, which is why it also relates to suicide and and mental illnesses being detached from reality. And that's another thing. When people use drugs and alcohol and things like that, their main sole purpose is to, to attain a different state of awareness, to transcend their regular, normal, everyday reality, and to kind of just be numb, unconscious, not aware of what's really going on within the context of our physical reality. So... Okay, I definitely... For you, it, it stands out, like, being that it's conjunct your ascendant, 
the uh, ascendant is basically just you. It just represents yourself, your individuality, your your ego structure or whatever. And with Neptune conjunct your ascendant, it would make those energies of Neptune, such as transcendence, escapism, evasiveness, delusion, confusion, and the need mm-hmm. to detach from reality, all very, very prominent in who you are. Wow. And then right? how does that... I feel like there's a contradiction there, like um, one of those other planets are saying Saturn, I think. Saturn, yeah. It relates to, like, the physical structure of our reality, uh, restriction, obligation, duty, and so forth. Would you say those are opposites? Uh, I don't think of them as, like, opposite, but I, I guess because I don't really believe in opposite dichotomies, polarities, or anything. From When you look at okay. it from a universal perspective, so. Okay, okay, I got you. But in this world, um, I guess, this physical world, it looks like an opposition, I guess. Okay, so there's something that I want to bring up right now, for sure. And it's about, definitely about drinking, since you mentioned it. Now, this past weekend, um, I drank and I blacked out completely. Um, I don't know what happened. I woke up and I just had no idea what happened. Now, this is, it, it freaks me out a little bit, okay? And it's, I really want to know what the heck is going on. Because, one, uh, as a hypnotist, I kind of do like to main con- maintain control. And I definitely usually have a strong sense of control over myself. I can always know what's going on. And the moment that I don't know what's going on, that freaks me out. The fact that I didn't have any control, that I don't have any memory of it, kind of freaks me out. So I was kind of, I touched I touched upon it um, on a show, I think it was Sunday, Sunday night, and I was thinking about being drunk in a blackout state and then comparing it to a dream state. And I was trying to figure out what they have in common, um, you know, what they even are and how alcohol can even produce such a state of mind. And I was really... Um, drawn to the same similarity of a dream and then being, being blacked out unconscious is I can remember certain images like I would a dream. For example, when I wake up from a dream, instantly it starts to fade away and I can't remember. But I can remember images, actions, movements, pictures, sounds, um, etc. And then when I was in a blackout state of being drunk, I could remember an image and doing something or maybe I said something. And it was just like a dream image, just like how I would remember them in a dream. Now, well, do you think they have you any? Do you think they have like any relation or anything that is the same? I feel like it's this whole Neptunian kind of thing. It is. Whole it is. There you go. Neptune also relates to unconsciousness. The twelfth house is also The twelfth house also relates to unconsciousness. And when you think about Neptune, it also relates to dreams. It relates to anything that brings you out of the realization of yourself. Whenever you're not aware of the self, you're you're treading Neptunian's domain. You know, you're like you're like right in its realm. That makes so much sense. I feel like a universal crank right now, and I can see everything just turning and turning. It's so crazy. Like just the world and how people sleep and dream and all the effects. Oh, it's so cool. Okay, so let me ask you another thing. Um, What can you 
what do you have to say about the angelic realms? What are they? Are angels real? Are they energies? Are they beings? Are they? What is it? Well, <laughs> this is such a weird you sense, one you, because you told me that you sense that I. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, sorry, I just lost my switchboard. But you told me you sensed that um, I started working with the angelic realms and angels, and I'm like, okay, cool. But, I mean, you probably said that just because you heard my angel cards. Uh, but I don't... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, the reason not, for it, well, it relates to the 12th house, once again. The 12th house right. relates to heaven, the angelic planes, spiritual planes, but it also relates to fantasy and imagination. And... For me, when I even try and conceive of angelic energy, it's hard for me to to decipher whether it's whether I'm connecting to the energy of of just um, someone's creation, you know, like their imagination, their something they created, like the images of uh, of of what angels are supposed to look like, or whether I'm connecting to something real and I don't know. I'm pretty good at knowing whether I'm just imagining something or, or perceiving it for real. And I just what I found in the spirit, the spirituality field, and I'm so happy. I'm like I'm like kind of on the outside of it. It's like I'm in it, but I'm not with the whole crowd. I don't have to do what everybody else does, and I don't. And like I've I've found that like so there's been a big interest in the angelic realm as of lately like everybody wants to do angel readings everybody wants yeah. to connect their archangel michael and raphael and metatron and all this other stuff and you know part of me feels like oh my god this is so freaking ridiculous it's so silly this is like the biggest freaking like scam going around that like i i could ever think of but then another part of me feels like hmm well there has to be some individuals who are truly connecting to an energy source that is of an angelic nature, what they can only describe to be an angelic nature. But what I've conceived of angels in relation to the 12th house um, is that they are intangible. They, they don't relate to our tangible existence. And they certainly cannot connect to it. They cannot... They can't. They just can't lower their energy frequencies into this realm of existence. So that's why I, I can't conceive of how people can can supposedly see angels or have angels, you know, I don't know, touch them or something because they right. can't lower the energies. They're always intangible. They're just intangible, speaking from the 12th house perspective. And then another thing about angels is that they don't have individuality. The twelfth house is a house of universality. And yes, I do like words that NMT watch. And it's it's like it it's the angels would never have separate identities. There's just no way, especially if they're related to Neptune and the twelfth house. Those are the planets and and the the sanctum of of transcendence. There's the transcendent ego. There's no ego structure. There's no individual identity. And so angels, to me, they would never come to another human being and tell them that their name, you know, 
this is Michael talking to you. This is Metatron and whatever. They would never. There's no way. So for me, I feel like these names, like Michael and all that stuff, are just the the assumptions of human beings. I think that humans created those names as a way to better relate to the, the energy forces that they, they connect to. And in terms... I don't know how to put it because this is going to be offensive, but basically I think that angels are just figments of humans' um, ununiversally intelligent minds. Okay. I get you. Hey, because, I don't know. They're just, they're just, there's no way that they can be individual. Like, they're universal energy force that are impressed on would you. Would you believe that I have some... According to my chart, according to my chart, would you believe I have some sort of angelic connection? Connection? Yeah, you're going to say that. <laughs> okay, now, what I really feel like it could be is these really weird sounds that I get in my brain. And, like, it literally, it sounds like something is being downloaded. Um, it, it makes my brain feel like a computer, literally. And it happens the most when I do escape. Um using some other form of whatever, whether yep. I sit there and hold my breath till I pass out, I smoke massive amounts, I drink and become blacked out. Um, anytime that I try to escape my reality, yep. that's yep. when it happens. That's when it happens. And I can hear it. It's, it's something that is so surreal, and it's, it definitely makes me feel like I'm a little crazy. And... I'm I'm just starting to figure out what they are, and I actually found a way to kind of put them in, put these weird sounds into words, where I just kind of write, and I just write what is in my brain at that second, in my heart, wherever, and Mm -hmm. the more I write, the stronger and stronger the sounds get, and then they change, and they alter, and then maybe they'll go to one side or the other, and then, I know it's going to be really crazy, but I can start to hear I can hear talking, thoughts of people around me, um, what's going on. And I really think that I can start to hear what's going on in people's dreams and in their heads because I started to hear my roommate's voice. And I'm like, okay, well, she's sleeping. She's laying there. She's not talking. It's 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I know she's not awake and on the phone. And it's just I can start to hear all these, become more aware of exactly what's around me, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's super intense. And uh, I kind of like it. I definitely don't hear names. I don't say, yo, what's up, Brandon? This is Archangel Metatron coming at you live. (laughs) From Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely don't hear that. It's just like this eerie presence. Because angels don't communicate in that way, nor do guides or any spiritual being. They don't necessarily talk through words, although they can influence your thoughts and use your, like, the words you think or any yeah. any words stored in your memory as a way to communicate through words. But they, they the cannot trick. initiate words. They can't create them. Very cool. And that's why I think I agree with you is that they are intangible. And they're just so far from this reality. It's crazy. I just don't want to call them angels. I hate that name. I like to call them pieces of, like, God's heart. And that's just it. Oh. Okay, I get it. That 
that really brings it brings it down to a different level. That's for sure. You know, because angels are they really are angels are personified things. They're personified. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's they don't possess any personality. Exactly, they're personification. It's like personifying energy. Like, like it's like personifying a cloud or something. Right. You can't put that into a shape or a person. The cloud just is. Exactly. It just is. Exactly. And that's what the quote unquote angels are. They just are with energy. Period. They're just pieces of the universe. When I say God, I mean the universal energetic source or the universe itself. That what we denote as being angels is really just energy itself and the universe and really ourselves because we are really everything. We're one with everything. We're the universe. We yeah. we exist as well as everything else that exists. Therefore, we're existence. Everything is existence. Everything is one unified universe or piece of existence. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it's, it. It's so crazy to think about. It really is. And that's the whole purpose of our experience here is to feel like we're separate from the world, to feel that we're separate from everything yeah. that exists. The individual. That is. Our purpose so in the world as like, like separate individuals is to be able to look out at the universe and to see it in its totality. If we were a part of the universe, way possible. we would be unconscious. We wouldn't be able to know that we were a part of the universe. Yeah. But as separate individuals, we can look at the entire universe and see it for what it's worth. That's the only reason we have a key. That's it. Yeah. And you know, nobody, nobody is bad. Nobody is good. We just are, and we're just doing our own thing. That's exactly. very uplifting and inspiring. Very and it's cool. powerful. It makes you feel as if you have control over your destiny and your reality because you do. You it's do. like there is no good. There's no bad. There's no nothing. There's just whatever someone else created. Why can't you create what you want to create? Yeah, that is empowering. I hope a lot of people are listening to that. Brandon. <laughs> What's that? What's up, bud? How much time do we have? Like, we have like an hour? Uh, nine minutes. We well, should extend it, probably. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of getting really, uh, getting bad technology things over here. My pushboard keeps crashing. My chat crashed. I don't know what's going on over here. I mean, can you talk for another hour, Merg? Yeah, man, I'm, like, super-duper awake, and I really want to talk. <laughs> All right, well, Dionysus, do you want to sit and talk? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me make sure I extend this. Um, if not, I mean, nobody's listening anyways. We'll just go into overtime. <laughs> I'm going to so post it on fine. Facebook. What's that? I want to post it on Facebook. People will come. Uh-oh. Annoyingly. Hopefully I can get it through. If not, tell them to call in because I don't know if I can get it. Yeah, it's not letting me. What's going on? I keep losing internet connection or something. But any hurdle. So this is very expansive. Um, Berg, do you have any questions for Dionysus? What What are you thinking about what he's saying? I remember. Uh, what, I I I I talk. It's not like you know what he's talking about. So the more of that, please. 
Um, if you remember the last time that you spoke, um, I don't. I really don't remember anything. Like, oh my gosh, you and Merg were like, Merg, you were talking so much shit to Dianisa. That was the first time we talked. The last time we talked, you helped me out with the problem with Oh, I remember that. There was no helping you with that. Oh my gosh. You were being so crazy, Merg. You were being so crazy. I was a different person then. Yeah, absolutely. That's very, very oh. true. Well, I just I don't I don't remember. <laughs> Terrible. I just I've lost all memory of like everything that's happened, like in the almost everything that happened in the past like three months. Wow. Okay, I can only extend it for another 35. So it's going to be on until 12.30. Okay. Cannot make it go longer. Aw, oh, Amphis. She's so sweet. Aw, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> Sorry, I lost the chat room. My bad. There's nothing I can do. I was losing internet connection. Um, okay, so anyways, let's see. Um, What else? I've so many questions for you, Dionysus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just, my mind has been reeling and teeming, and it's been so insane. Um, <laughs> I haven't opened my chakras, cleared my energy, or anything. I'm not prepared, but... <laughs> oh, should we do that? I'm okay with guiding everybody through a chakra meditation. Oh, I do it really quick. So <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I do it while we're talking. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, well, I do the craziest stuff. I've been thinking about doing that, too, setting up some... Really quick. The easy method is just to, like, I don't know, there's, like, so many different freaking visualizations that you can use. I think, I don't know, I think it's best for you to just come up with your own. But for me, what I like to do is just, like, I don't know, I'll just quickly imagine, like, like the sun's energy over the top of my head being that it stands as a representation for essentiality and and life purpose and brilliance and the highest manifestation of light that we can attain within our physical reality. And so I imagine that over the top of my head and then I imagine the earth as representing a home base, a foundation or whatever. And then I imagine the energy of what the earth feels like. It doesn't have to be a particular color, although a lot of humans like to choose green. And... I'll imagine that color, like, coming up through my feet, or just that feeling, the feeling of the earth, the feeling of stability, yeah. the feeling of being cared for, the feeling of being nurtured, to go through my body up to my heart, which is, like, what what ex- what sus- sustains my life in some way or another, which also relates to the sun. And then I imagine the energy of the sun coming down through my body, to my chest, meeting up with that that energy of care, which in turn reflects the the symbolism of the sun and the moon, like together as one force, yin and yang, masculine and feminine. I don't know, complete balance, and I just feel balance. Very cool. Yeah, I like to um, picture each of the main chakras, and then I literally picture like a rainbow throughout my entire body, and then. Um, what I like to do is ground myself. Uh, literally, I, I like to do, once I think of each color for each chakra, uh, for each main chakra, 
I then take white light through my body and then pierce it through my spine. And then I like to have um, the base of my spine literally root itself with, like, light and light roots that go into the earth. And then they ground in the earth so they can soak up and swell up the energy, come up within me, and then, of course, meet in the middle with the heart as the energy is coming in from the top. And then meet at the middle, and there I am. <laughs> and there you are. <laughs> I like that. I'm so, yeah. I'm too impatient. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I like to do things uh, so I know they're getting done. See, I I just went through that, and I'm getting hot now. I'm super heated. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, I guess it is definitely different for everybody. Well, are you eating or something? I sure am. Are you eating? In, are you eating the phone? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, um, let's see. What else can I ask about? Um, <laughs> what else can you ask me? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is my interview. This is the Praise. second show I've been on today, like, just by way of, like, really? just random. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Um, okay, so about this mediumship, I want to know more about mediums and what they do, how they... I've kind of lost time. faith in all of them. Did you? I have. I've, I've been really disappointed by so much of the work that I see. Yeah, I've been yeah. disappointed by so much of the work that the a lot of these supposed psychics and astrologers and healers and shamans and mediums and all of them, like all the work that all of them do because... They, it just doesn't feel genuine, and it kind of makes me sad that it's, like, imbued with this, like, this need to advertise a quote-unquote gift or or service for a certain amount of money without, mm-hmm. I don't know, genuine genuineness attached to it. It's like, yeah. I can understand if, like, these people truly had these abilities, these powers, and they, they, they wanted to teach and or whatever, but it's like they don't even seem adequate. They don't seem as if they stand up to what it means to truly be psychic or what it truly means to be a medium or what it truly means to be an astrologer. I think there's something so deep within each of those different titles before anyone can even call themselves that. But yet we have people who call themselves Grandmaster Astrologers, Grandmaster Reiki, you know, um what licensed uh, professional world-renowned psychics is kind of ridiculous because <laughs> to me, a psychic is someone that is of the soul, someone that has an understanding of what the soul is and and someone that has an awareness of the fact that there's only one soul. You know, there's not a bunch of different right. souls being the reason the that even psychically connects yeah. another person. It's because they're connected to the soul as one unified body, not like, you know, not psychically reading into a person's life 
or make it's not about clairvoyance or telepathy or anything like that. It's about being able to just be one with the soul, and that's it. But so many psychics, they have very, very like um, misconstrued views of what it means to be psychic, and so many of the people who want to be psychic are just like followers. They just kind of like just want to do it because they think it'll make them seem special, or they do it out of uh, amusement because maybe they've had a dream that has come come true and they may have been honestly connected to that universal um, awareness for a moment and then all of a sudden feel that they are gifted and 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 that they should stand out as this spiritual figure and it's just ridiculous I don't know it's crazy and I just I'm just so disappointed in the whole the whole infrastructure of this metaphysical and spiritual field. I would agree. A lot of people are taking advantage of it. They're like, you know, hey, this is a easy way to get money. All I have to do is sit here and talk to people. How hard can that be? You know, make up shit. And yeah. It's just, it's not. And you know, you'll find people that maybe they do get successful off of it. And they make a bunch of money, but something else is going to happen that they're not going to be fulfilled, or they're just they're going to get their own again, and they're going to realize that they were just reaping and taking advantage of it. Some people I wouldn't, I would say might deserve to get taken advantage of like that because they just want to, they just want to know everything about their life. They want to rely on somebody else to take, tell them everything that's happening and make their own decisions, blah, 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 blah. But a real psychic would be able to tell you that you have to make your own decisions. You can't, we can't make them for you. It's like you have to, I, I feel like a psychic can show you what decisions you have made that is in front of you and that the energies and the options you have in front of you, but when it comes down to it, the person is going to have to make their own choice, their own decision, because free will gets in the way, and you can't control that. And I know half the people that I would give a quote-unquote reading to here on air are going to completely dismiss what I said, and they're just going to go about their life like they've always been doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And those, I think those are the people that... Um, recognize and then they'll turn it around and that's when they start to make the money off of it. And they're like, oh, I'm a psychic. And then, you know, two weeks later, I'm a psychic medium. I just took a class. And then they go to Dorian Virtue and then they're angel workers, certified angel practitioner. I'm like, how can you be a certified angel practitioner? Like, are you an angel, Doreen? Like, I don't get it. Exactly. Oh, my God. And that Doreen, like, I'm just going to go out on the air with this. Um, I do not like her work whatsoever, and I don't respect it. I think that it is filtered with fantastical nonsense that Mm -hmm. she makes a lot of money off of. And a a lot of money. And I feel that in many ways, yes, she's a pioneer, she's entrepreneurial, that's her purpose, that's what she's meant to do. But I don't think that deception is the best route to travel. I mean, I can I can understand her feeling as if she, you know, she may have had an experience where she felt she did connect to an angelic force. But I can assure you that she does not have any on-command ability to connect to, quote-unquote, angelic forces. What she does have is an amazing ability to tap into the imaginations of millions 
and to inspire and evoke in people feelings of hope, of bliss, of a connection to a transcendental love in the form of the, the angels, the number of angels that she names in her book. And I feel that that, in many ways, is the deceptive side of what Neptune stands as as well, the, delu- the delusion aspect of it, and the part of the spirituality field that I would prefer to just stay away from. See, and that's why I think there's definitely better avenues to go than that, than teaching people and showing them that this is the right way. You can make movies, write stories that uplift people like that because they're just a story. Everybody knows it's not quote-unquote real, you know? It's like, um, that's what a lot of the main movies are now. They're just uplift, upliftments or situations, experiences that maybe somebody has gone through, maybe they haven't. They were just created or inspired from somewhere. And exactly. Which really... People still pay for that. They still pay for it. And they exactly. still go to movies every Exactly. I don't think that they need someone to purport that something is quote-unquote real and, yeah. and and trick them into believing in something just as a mean... Uh, something that they don't believe in themselves. I'll go that to yeah. that extent. Something that they don't believe in themselves or that they know is 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 not a natural occurrence and still try and sell something as if they believe in it. And... That's what I've, oh my God, it's just, I've seen it so much. And so many of these, like, spiritual practitioners and angel readers and psychics, quote, even, quote, yeah, quote, unquote, they just, they don't, either they're deluded and they don't know what they're doing, or they have no real understanding of what it means to be a psychic, or they are, they, they are like, um, you know, just, um, very, very good at tickling the fancies of the public. I think that there's a tiny, tiny few that truly aspire to learn and connect with what it means to be psychically aware. And they're just looking for the right person that can help them, that can teach them, that can quote-unquote show them the way. And so many of them will be led astray due to all of the marketing and advertisement and and, and names such as... Uh, you know, the ancient master, wise one, or wise seer, psychic, uh, oracle, whatever, you know, because they they don't have a clue as to what the whole thing is about, and so they just end up getting deceived. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, I hypnotized Merg, okay? I put him under, put him completely subconscious, and I told him and suggested to him uh, that he had now is open and that he has a psychic ability that he recognizes and can use and that is going to be brought forth in uh, positive aspects for helping other people, for helping the world, et cetera, et cetera, only for good things, never for self-gain or self-employment or self um not self-employment, but just, like, self-gain and, like, uh, selfish reasons. Uh, no, you're right. Gain. Employment, it doesn't only, you know, it you, employment relates to service, self-service, so you need to the correct thing. Okay. Well, 
do you think that I did bring that out in him? And if not, what is it experiencing? Because we were definitely doing some little tests where... Well, it's a, it's a, I think there's very easy ways to see whether someone has been psychically, quote-unquote, awakened. It's very, very simple. I actually just wrote something in the privacy of my own musings about, um, I call it the principles of psychic perception. And it just it's just a, a little musing of mine that lists um, different principles as to what is psychic perception and what isn't psychic perception and what hinders our psychic awareness and what accentuates it. Hmm. So how how could you tell? Could you tell right now if Merg is psychic? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing that no one, like, I don't know how to put it. No one is psychic. You know, like, no one can be psychic. No one can think like a psychic or in a psychic way. And no one can, I don't know, do what a psychic does. You know what I mean? It's what? just like, it's it's something that just is. There just is the psych, the soul, you know, basically, the soul. And it relates to that. I, I came up with this, this little idea based on the elements, you know, the four elements, fire, water, earth, and water. Well, water is the only one that relates to psychic awareness, being that it relates to the soul itself, it relates to emotion, it relates to intangibility, um, while the earth element relates to our tangibility. If someone is extremely focused on on perceiving within our own physical realm, a, 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 you know, a, an alien. Someone, let's say someone wants to see an alien with their own real eyes. Let's say someone wants to touch an, uh, the hand of another spiritual being. Or someone wants to um, perhaps, um, I don't know, what, what's another one? Um, you know, just see um, some sort of uh, angelic wing uh, in front of their face. They're going to find themselves simply staring at darkness and at a wall blocking them from perceiving anything of a psychic nature because they're too based in our physical tangibility in which lies our individuality, which will just automatically sever us from the the psychic realm. So if Merg is preoccupied on seeing something physically or, or, you know, feeling a spirit punch him in the back or something like that, Right. Then, then um, no, I think his his um, psychic awareness would be um, highly cut off, restricted, limited. And another thing is someone who wants who tries to do what a psychic does, which relates to the fire energy. You can't be a psychic. You just you just are. You know, it, it just is what is. Everyone already is. That's that's what people don't understand. It just comes yeah. that awareness of the fact that everyone as one body is psychic. That's the thing. You have to transcend this this your your awareness what it means to be physical and just I don't know how to put it. You just it just is. <laughs> it's really weird. But I know you can never be a psychic, you can never experience in a physical way what it's like to be a, to to be, to have a psychic experience, and you can never rationalize what it's like to be psychic. You just, it yeah. just is, and that's it. Obviously. 
obviously you kept just going back and forth, and you definitely couldn't rationalize it right now. So. <laughs> exactly. So if you um, rationalize it, then nope, you're not psychically aware. Psychic awareness. Oh, one second. I'm sorry. My battery is, like, dying. Everything's dying. <laughs> I know, right? Psychic know. awareness, it just, it just, I don't know, it just results from from just being, just being aware of everything outside of yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. It's so hard to put in, like, in a verbal form. I can write it better than I can put it. Exactly, yeah. I get that. Me and Merg were doing a little bit of a test before the show started, and we were picturing each other in certain situations and, like, seeing what you felt uh, any images you got, uh, any smells, uh, sounds, anything. And we were doing pretty good, actually, and guessing pretty much all of it. And then we did the numbers, and I just got the number instantly. I don't even know how. It just it just happened. And then um, we were trying to guess what happened to each other uh, certain days over the weekend or today or anything like that. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty fun. And Merg surprised himself, and he's like, holy shit, I can't believe that that just happened. Like, oh, my God. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Wasn't it? Did you not like that? Wasn't that cool? I really think you gained a lot more confidence in yourself. It's pretty crazy. It's just like, I don't like walking around being like, yeah, I'm Mr. Merg, because that's not how I feel. I feel like a regular person. I just feel like maybe I have something more to offer. I have some a way to help someone. I don't know. I just like helping people, and it, it just seems like ever since that whole hip, hip no, or, uh, yeah, like the hypnotherapy thing we did, it just seems like every, it, it doesn't seem like, like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I can achieve in the future, you know, none of that bullshit, because, like, I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a regular person. I'm a regular person. It just feels like I'm, I'm, ever since then, I'm, like, I don't know how to say, like, more well-equipped to help people. Like, I know what, what, um, what I'm supposed to do to help them, or, like, I know what they need now. Instead, like, instead of guessing, I actually can, like, feel their feelings, sort of. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, I don't know. No, you put it know. in the right way. That's what it's all about. The feeling function. That is a great, great indication of someone that's become psychically aware. It just feels like, I, like, I can't, I can't physically, like, you know, like, tell them, like, like, one, like, uh, for example, like, this girl called last week, and she asked us to, like, explain to her, like, what her husband looked like and all this stuff. I'm like, I can't, I'm not, like, I can't see things like that. Like, I can just, it's just, like, now that I can feel what people are feeling, it's just, like, since I actually know exactly what they're feeling, it's, like, easier to ha- tell them, you know, like, what, like, I don't like to tell people what to do. And I definitely don't want to make decisions for people. But it's just easier to help them open the door for, like, what they should look at to how they should do something. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you're not, you can't, you really can't make decisions for other people. And that's why, that's part of my little hang up with this whole spiritual governance kind of thing. And I'm like, I can't govern anybody or, but then I feel like spiritual governance is just an oxymoron too. It's like, you know, not, they're not the same thing. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with telling people what to do, especially in their spiritual life. Not sure how I feel about that. 
Alright, right, can, right, can I explain like, how I feel when I'm talking to somebody and I'm trying to help them? Yeah. Alright, so if somebody's talking to me and they're like, you know, like still in their heart out, you know, like really like genuinely asking for advice, asking for, you know, like help. All I try to do, like it kind of just, um, for some reason I feel like I know them or I feel like I'm, like I relate to them or like it, it just makes it easier for me to find a common ground and it makes it easier for me to, um, be able to talk to that specific person instead of just going all the time, like, I don't, I've never experienced that, I can't help you. It's like, I've never experienced that, but I can kind of feel what you're feeling, so it's like, I can tell you, like, I can give you my input, and I can, you know, I can, I can show you what I would do. I don't, I'm not going to tell you that's the right or the wrong answer, but I can, you know, I can tell you what I, uh, I can tell you what I would do so that you can do what you want to do based on that, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. You put it so really you're explaining, you're, like, basically giving all of the indications of what it would be like to really be psychic, not, like, with all the glitz and the glamours of it, of having, like, a a piercing, uh, you know, uh, glorious manifestation of a future event shine before you're in, in front of your face, like, like you know, while you're, like, like, on your phone, like, you're looking at, like, the future on your phone all of a sudden, mystically and magically but right. you, you like I don't have a crystal ball you, that I listen to exactly and I, that's what it's all about it's about that intangible feeling that inexplicable knowledge that you you, you connect to another person okay. it's just about connecting to another person and just feeling them and that's that's what I know like, this, I it is. like I don't know how I know how to answer this question but I do so here you go it's kind of like like, like alright we have, me and Brandon both have this friend named Nikki, and she, um, she was talking to me about it, and she's like, oh, so, you know, so do you think you're a psychic now? And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know, what what is it to be a psychic? What are, What is your criteria? You know, she's like, I don't know, like, you can read in the future, you know, naming all this stuff that's like a, like a, you know, like a Hollywood Broadway psychic, you know what I mean? Yep. And I was like, I'm still, I'm, I'm a person, I'm not a higher being, it's like, it's like people are so jaded by like the fake, like the fake Hollywood Miss Cleos and people like that, you know, making money off of it and like scamming people that they feel like we're supposed to have some crazy power that they don't have, and the only thing is that we're just able to connect to them better than than they are because they don't know how to. And that's like that's exactly how I was. Like it's like I didn't know how to until Brandon showed me how to. It's like it's not like he passed his abilities on to me. It's just like he showed me how to open my mind. You know what I think a lot of it is? I really feel like a lot of it relates to compassion. Um, I think it's the one... Maybe it's because you think my tractor's sexy. (laughs) No. (laughs) I think it's that connecting and feeling for somebody in such a deep way that you would sacrifice either your own happiness, your own pleasure, just for them to receive something better than what they're feeling. I think... Compassion is the key to it all. I really feel that. It's very strong and very, very, very important. Like, super important. Because um, just went to, I saw this new show today, um, and this woman, she's a shell reader. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. So freaking cool. She, like, collects all these different types of shells, and each one has a little bit of a different meaning, kind of like tarot cards, you know? Um, and each shell, the animal... Uh, inside of it, the muscle, the mollusk, whatever it is, the snail, they 
do certain things, they live their life a certain way, a certain pattern, there's certain things that they do that relate to how the shell is formed. And I was just looking and seeing all these different types of shells, and I got a shell reading. So cool. But um, one of the main things that somebody said in the chat room was that one of the shells looked like Jesus. She's like, that's funny you said that, because this is actually the shell of compassion. And she was talking about how it connected other people and how it's just of this giving of self. And it's just this beautiful, beautiful shell. And everybody was hyping about it. It was so crazy. But I thought it was so cool. I'd never seen a shell reader before. That was awesome. And it just goes to show you can read pretty much anything. Just let what your heart is drawn to and what you feel it going to. I can read books. <laughs> yeah, me too. Good on you. Like, what I was trying to say is, like, for some reason, people feel like it's, a, it's like, you need to glamorize it. Like, oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, don't feel, I don't feel the need to go around parading around with my pants all the way up to my, you know, chin, talking about, oh, I'm Mr. Psychic, I'm Mr. Powerful, I have the gods behind me. You know, like, that's that's not true. It's like a, it's a lie, and I feel like I'm living a lie if I say that. Yeah. Well, then like, you would probably not be psychic. But even even before like the hip, the hypnotherapy, therapy, it was like I already knew that like like having psychic awareness isn't about that because that's not it. It's just like having your mind open and being able to help. Really, I mean that's all it really is. And people people misconstrue it all the time, and it kind of bothers me. Yeah, that's same here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. This is so good to hear you guys. But let me let me let me say right now, I don't want to take anything away from you guys because you know you guys are great and both of you have helped me through some things. Dionysus, I know we've had our arguments in the past. You don't remember them, which is probably good. And um, I understand that I was I was definitely stubborn and I was bullheaded, and I should have listened to the things you said because all the things you told me would have probably saved a lot of the trouble that I went through. But I was too stubborn to take it to listen. So I want to apologize and I want to thank you for helping me. And I want to let you know that you definitely are an influence in my life, even though we don't obviously don't talk very much. But Brandon is one of my best friends, and you influence his life. So anybody that's good by him is good by me. So I just want to say thank you. Well, you're welcome, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, Merg. You're so silly. Oh, Merg. Thank you, There's some shit going on. Um already with BTR drama, and people are trying to get me involved in this. And I don't know if you know who Long-Haired Chick is. Do you know who that girl is? I've seen her in the chat room before, but remember, I haven't been on Blowtalk for you. Oh, such I, a know. Long time. I know. Well, she just started coming around me recently, started making me think all these crazy things. And then all of a sudden, just one show, um, Michael Long, you know Michael Long, he was in my show, and I don't know why he was here. I remember your chat room. Yeah. Yep. And he was there, and I'm like... That was the first day I came back. Isn't that weird? And as soon as you came there, or no, as soon as Michael came there, then you came there, and then all of a sudden, all these trolls Troll, started coming. Yeah. Well, they were following and Michael Long, not you. Now, why are they on him? Why? What? what it's just a long drama, and I was involved in it, and I kind of just like, I don't know. It's just... It's just stupidity. <laughs> it really is. It really, I mean, really is. 
I can go and elaborate into the details of it, but I really wouldn't like to do such on the air, so. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> well, she but, was just talking about it, and she she had a feeling that you were involved in it. And Oh, I'm not. I haven't been on Blood Talk in two months, and I'll never ever be involved in anything ever again. Yeah, I definitely, I know. I'm like, well, I'm, uh, it's not Dionysus. I'm like, I think he's a better person than that, and I think that he is a very, I very... Feel it. I felt it the minute, like, when that person came in there, I felt, I felt you, like, muse over connecting it to me or something. And I felt like, like, I just could feel all of it. I don't know, it was weird. And I felt like, okay, well, I'm sure he'll realize that, you know, this has nothing to do with me being that I just came back. But I don't know, I can feel you, you, like, confusing over it. Oh, I I was definitely a little bit confused. I'm like, well, that's really, that's an interesting coincidence because I haven't had a in a while. I can feel it. (laughs) You're just like, you're like, oh, ha, ha, those bitches, they follow me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... I totally, I really think they're attracted to your energy because a lot of people are. And for some reason, they're on Michael Long's nuts for some reason, and I just don't know why. Yeah, well, I don't know why they're, I know why they were, like, like after me. It's because of, I guess, my age and my stance and this supposed field or whatever, whatever status I supposedly had. And, like, I don't know, they're... I'm really kind of untouchable, so they can't really, like, do anything. Exactly. I mean, nobody can really affect me, so... I don't know, they kind of, like, just left me alone, but they certainly tested the barriers only because I did align myself with Mike Long at one point, and we were, you know, associated and was always reading on his show. I swear to God, I've been on the show, like, at least about 12 or 14 times. Ridiculous. Now let me ask you this: Is he a good person? Is he a good person to be associated with? Um, honestly, just for me, I don't really believe in association, and I guess that's the wisest um, thought I can give you. Okay, that's cool. And the nicest way I can put it. <laughs> I don't believe in association. I don't think he invited anyone... me on my show. Or on his show. He invited me on his show a long time ago. And I was not confident enough in myself to be able to go on there and read people and tell them what's up because they're well, that's, that's just too heavy for me. I would certainly do it. I would. But as far as association, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I feel you. I but I would it. do it. It would be a great confidence booster for you. And it would be a wonderful platform in which you can share your message and 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 in your opinions and your ideas and what you believe and connect to a large crowd or or a substantial crowd of people who are willing to just yeah. listen to you. Very cool. Hmm. I gotta make sure I got something good that I'm lined up. <laughs> It'll all come in due timing though. Um, all right, well, we got, like, 60 seconds. Do you guys just want to keep talking, or? Sure, man, I don't care. I don't care either. All right, well, that's cool. 
knocking. I'll go off there. Nobody's here anyway. So I'm closing the chat room because I just close it too. I close mine. I just X out of there. Yeah, that. Anywho, um, what else to talk about? And this is crazy. Um, hmm. Uh, what are the other things? I think, did I write them down? Did I actually become prepared for this? <laughs> oh. oh, God, this is so ridiculous. I feel like I am being so vague with a lot of the stuff, but the reason for my vagueness is only in that I really can't remember, like, so much. Like, there's so many people, like, who would message me, and I'll just be like, I'm so sorry, but I don't remember who you are. And it's not like, you know, like a, like, like, I'm just that important. I, I just, I don't know any of these young, you know, lower people. It's not like that. It's just like, I just really can't remember, like, so many of the people I used to talk to. And it's probably because I've always I was always reading for them and therefore in a quote unquote state of unconsciousness and una- uh, yeah. I guess physical unawareness. Okay, I got you. And then you're not gonna remember because nine times out of ten you don't remember what you read for somebody. And mm-hmm. Unless it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! You used to read people all the time so much. I remember you used to I'm go into chat sure. rooms and be like, "This bitch isn't telling the truth." Actually, this is what's going on. And I'm like, "Oh god!" Like Wait, you were ballsy, man. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything like that. Oh my god! No, not like that. But it was just kind of like that. Yeah, uh, very upfront though. Like I don't yeah. sugarcoat the truth, and I'm not mm-hmm. afraid utilize communication as a as a form of of pushing people's um you know pushing people to the edge. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you and the edge? There's something with you and the edge, man. I don't know. I think people need to be pushed in order to grow. They'll never go anywhere if they don't get that push. They'll stay right where they are in their comfortable little space, either as a psychic that everyone loves. Well, I can't be the person that loves them because I, in turn, won't be doing what I'm supposed to do, which is to help teach people. And so I have to play that that devil's advocate role. Yeah. Or at least I used to. I don't have to do that anymore, thank God. I'm like, I have a whole new purpose. And what is that, do you want to share? Um... Yeah, I don't care. I mean, as of right now, like, like as of lately, I've really, 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 really been working on a lot of quote-unquote Jesus-like um, qualities, like working on sacrificing myself, working on truly being able to look at the human race um, as a race that does sin and that does have flaws in which I can forgive on a constant basis and Lately, I've just really been going through, like, a lot of tests where I really have to, like, control my anger because it's been, like, extremely, extremely, like, um, um, enthralled as of lately. And it only comes out when people don't utilize, like, manners. When they don't have manners, 
for some reason, yeah, my anger, like, I just want to enforce and instill manners in other people so strongly. And I have to, like, con- you know, like, constrain myself and, like, or, and contain myself and, and, and keep myself in this, this state of mind that, um, you know, people are just, not everybody's going to have an understanding of morals or axioms and not everyone cares and that's okay too. It's not a bad thing. And I can forgive them. And so I've just been working on like major, 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 major forgiveness of the human race as a whole. Wow. So what's this deep connection now with you and Jesus? I don't know. I just, I remember like I've had like, like two dreams with his, the energy of Jesus Christ. Like, what Jesus Christ represents, and I've even come up with, like, um, different, like, um, understanding of the symbolism of Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ represents, and it basically, uh, I've come up with this idea that although Jesus Christ is supposedly a, a real person or was a real human being, I've begin to think of Jesus Christ as a symbol for what um, for what a lot of the spiritualists have been saying since the beginning, which is that, you know, everything within the universe is, is, is everything, and everything is everything, yada, 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 but also that we are made in God's image, and God's image is just everything that is, and therefore Jesus is the symbol the sim the symbol for man as God representing all of us, you know, like as as one body. Like one body, right. one Christ. I don't know how to put it. I just know that Jesus in so many ways stands as a symbol representing how we all are the same piece of God that he stood as a symbol of. And I feel like that's what a lot of people refer to as Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yep. That Christ consciousness, what would Jesus do, you know, that kind of thinking. And exactly. So actually, just recently, uh, Jesus has been coming up a lot for me. I just talked to some actor uh, yesterday. His name is Jesus Raphael, and I'm like, oh, that's really weird. And then I'm moving to New Mexico, and one of the persons that I'm moving with, one of their friends' name is Jesus. Just so weird. It's been passing up a lot recently. So that was kind of cool. That's why I was interested when you said it. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, oh, that was bringing me to something else. I totally lost it. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But do you think that he was definitely a legit person that was here, that walked, that was real? And do you think that it is this um, Lord Sananda energy that people are calling him? I'm sorry. Rephrase that? Have you ever, haven't you heard that Jesus' soul is this uh, spirit called Lord Sananda? I've never heard of that, no. No. Well, that's what a lot of people are saying. A lot of people that channel angels and stuff, they're like, 
I bring messages from Lord Sananda, and they're like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, help me. <laughs> I need him to help me right now, because I just, I can't take it when those crazy channeling people, you know, are just going on about something new. I just, I, I kind of hate words, because if we didn't have them, we would just have to deal with things as they are. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't classify so much. And humans love to classify and categorize and name and attach words and and as as many different individualisms as they can to anything. And I don't prefer to look at Jesus Christ as an individual being at all. I just don't. I just see him as the representation of a human form of God. Yeah. And it's many people need to hear that. But not for him. It's not that Jesus was an actual person. It's just that he may have been the first person to realize it. I think that that the actual human Jesus Christ, Jesus himself, had an understanding of the fact that he was a piece of the God essence, you know, like what God is. And he realized that we all were as well. And so his teachings, in turn, put him in the spotlight as a famed prophet, as a famed um, wise one, you know, because he understood this. He understood that he was God. He understood that the person in front of him was God. He understood that everywhere he looked, he saw God just in a mm-hmm. human physical form. Mm-hmm. And I guess I feel like that's why his image was personified, because he was the one who taught it. No. Really good at I don't know. What about... All the other people that are just like Jesus, like Buddha, Krishna, um, what are the other ones? Um, They're all the same thing. Yeah. They're just people who realize Gandhi, all of them. A lot of people classify them. They're they're ascended masters. They're people that have ascended here from higher places, and they're just masters of the world and the universe and God and all actuality, they're definitely just masters of themselves and the world around them. They know that they are exactly what they quote-unquote see. That's what I love about um, this whole new age is that a lot of people are going to come to that realization. I think that's going to be the peak of the peak of transition for humanity. That's why um, 2012 is associated with such crazy energy because it's happening faster and faster every day at like an exponential rate, and the legit people will shine through, and then the not legit people I feel are going to be stuck in the repetitive cycle of what's going on now here. Oh, God, that's a big spider web. <laughs> Sorry, I could just see it coming all the way down from my house. A big what? A big spider web. I almost walked into it. It's not okay. 
That's so crazy. See, I was just I was flipping through the TV today on a rare occasion watching TV, and the History Channel was playing something about 2012 and the rapture, and they're showing how people are going to oh. disappear. They'll literally just disappear and be gone, and they don't have to suffer through everything that's going on. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like this is so crazy. Like, how are people just going to literally disappear and dip out and then come back when everything's okay? And apparently it's the 144,000 light beings that are See, once again, classification, stereotypes, numbers, all human reasoning and deduction. Humans have no idea what they're talking about. And that's why I just don't listen to them. They're all ridiculous. And... They know absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. To I mean, say. I know I'm a human as well, but I just feel like I just feel. That's it. I'm not trying to know. I don't claim to know. There you go. But I just am, and that's it. Very, very wise words. Wise, wise words. I mean, nobody can tell you what's up except yourself. So that's very, very powerful. What about the people that really do eat into you and they can see what's going on? Like, I know I've had some really, really good readings from people where they can just see what's going on around me and they're just like, they're in it. Like this one woman, um, I think her name is April, and I asked her about a dead grandfather that was around me and she, or no, actually I just said a male spirit that is around me. And then she picked up grandfather and then she picked up that um, he's here to help me with something with the earth, something with the earth. He's connected with the earth and I'm supposed to help some kind of transition or something. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I feel that. I felt that before, but I cannot get to the spirit side of it. I can't, for some reason I can't get on the other side of this quote unquote veil, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I get so stuck in reality, and I have to have things, physical things, you know what I mean? I can't have yep. to see it physically for me to believe it. Unless I escape reality, of course, and I experience it in a different sense. But it's still a physical sensation either way. Mm-hmm. So crazy. I don't, well, I don't know. I think that you just have to use your imagination more. I think... The imagination is another easy way to escape reality or to quote-unquote transcend. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest, easiest, easiest way. But I think that when it comes to imagination, there's there's only but so little that you are, that you should be dictating. You know, like, when you're truly experiencing a psychic experience, you're, you're unconscious of yourself. I think that when you're able to just let go of yourself and to let go of this this entire plane, like just everything, then you'll you'll be able to connect to that quote unquote other side. Right. Hey Brandon. What's up? Hey man, I'm sorry but I gotta go because I gotta wake up early tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Alright man, just give me a call tomorrow, uh we'll uh, you know, discuss and we'll prepare notes before the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well thanks for being on, Mary, and coming here this time. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, have a good one, Dionysus. 
All right. Adios. Adios, amigos. Okay. And, hmm. What else? I mean, do I keep talking? Up to you. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Up to you. Your show. Hmm. Well, I mean, we're definitely well, we're off air now. It's just going into OT. I don't know. Friggin'. I mean, I wanted to talk to you personally, but I don't know if you want to talk on air. Okay, well, we can go off the air. <laughs> or off the archives. Okay. Can I do that, or do we have to hang up and call back? Um, I think we have to hang up and call back. You have this number, right? What? Same number? Mm-hmm. No, it's this Wait, one. This I have one. your number? Yeah, it's on my switchboard. All right. Well, you're going to have to write it because I'm going to hang up and it's going to, like, click off. Uh, All right. All right, I got you. I'll call you right back. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in the show, though. Thank you, man. A lot of people are going to enjoy this. (laughs) All right. What an intense show. Uh, Talk to everybody. Thanks for listening in. Hopefully you learned something from this. This is certainly... A very fun show. So, yeah. Everybody have a beautiful evening. Take care and sweet dreams. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.